Here we go. Yeah, I'm afraid, like I'm scared as if it's all, but I've got a new song, and I want y'all to sing along, sing along. See, this is the way that we walk on the sunny day when it's raining inside and Welcome back to Best Week Ever. I'm your host, Van. And this week, I invited my friend, Ryan Miller, for some pop culture. We got really into it with Elon Musk and Grimes. We also were talking about our favorite music in the 2000s. Talked about the Kardashians. Alas, we had to talk about the Kardashians. Also, we have some hot takes about the Oscars. We gush and love Rihanna and her pregnancy photos in the Vogue cover and article. And we basically had a great time just shooting the shit. Ryan Miller and I go back since I was around 18 years old. That's when I met Ryan. We went to see a concert, Steel Train with Jack Antonoff. In the band, um, I also remember seeing Aaliyah Shawkat in the crowd. And I just, that's when I first met Ryan and our friend Christian. And we were all stoned. And we were just talking about the fact that Aaliyah Shawkat from Arrested Development was in the crowd. Um, Yeah, we go back and we always talk about pop culture, talk about music. Ryan is super into tech. Um, But I don't look at Ryan as a techie at all, even though he is in that field. I know him to be the kid in the band, emo band, that I saw him at the VFW. Uh, (laughs) Ryan and I go all the way back when it comes to getting stoned and talking about music, books, um, movies all the time. Whenever I go home, it's always such a pleasure just to hang out with him and... You know, it's like we never left as being friends. Um, Also, side note, Ryan used to live in San Jose when um, he was working here for a while for Tesla. He worked for Elon Musk, guys, so we got some tea. Not really. But, um, yeah, we would always hang out. Um, in Santa Cruz or we would go visit and hang out in San Francisco. He's a great guy all in all. And ladies, he is single. (laughs) From what I know, I don't really get, we don't really talk about that. I mean, when we're together in person, we do, but like when we're not, you know, we're always shouting out, giving each other support. And that's why I love this friendship so much and I'm so excited to have you guys listen in to our conversation about our hot takes on who had the best and worst week ever. I do have to remind everyone that this is all alleged. Everything we say is not journalism. If you want to find it, go Google it yourself, okay? Because we are just a podcast that have hot takes on what we love about our pop culture. This isn't 
like CNN um, entertainment news. Okay, you can Google that yourself. And like I said, everything that comes out of my mouth is alleged. If you want to go find the information yourself, like I said, Google your favorite celebrity and then write problematic. Kudos to Troy from Dunzo Podcasts who always says that. <laughs> so sit back and tune in and enjoy our conversation with Ryan Miller on this week's best week ever. so crystal clear <laughs> do i yeah like your computer's probably like way better than mine i just bought a new computer uh and it's the first computer that i've owned since 2010 how did you save it for so long i, I dude i never owned a computer because i was working for companies that just gave me them yeah yeah that's true so i never like bought one and then like i was like wait i need one now <laughs> yeah so is it a nice one yeah it's like an imac it's like one of the new ones and it's colored it's like green and it's cool kind of blends in with the room and stuff yeah i like the lights uh thanks they they're like those hue lights and uh, i could change them but I've got like that moonlight color going. Like, you know that movie Moonlight, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the purple and blue. blue. Yeah, that mixture. Yeah. Are you excited for this week? <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's been sure. like a pretty crazy week. It, it, it's, it's been a chaos, I think. Um, yeah, I just felt like this would be like a great easy flow kind of an episode because I feel bad for whoever's listening because I'll probably mention some names like our friends or like inside jokes. So I hope it's not like annoying to listeners. <laughs> Call them out. Call them out. <laughs> but um, we can start with our worst week honorable mentions. Like I have yeah. three in mind. But I would cool. like you to go first on your honorable mentions on worst week. The worst week? It's Elon Musk, hands down. It goes to Elon Musk. Uh, just, you know, uh, whether or not it falls into pop, I mean, it's it's culture nonetheless, but... So he, this week, decided by Twitter. That's what he yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, so he decides, <laughs> he's like, hey, what I'm going to, I'm going to, you know take all this money, billions of dollars, and I'm essentially going to just outright buy an entire company. Um, but he's sort of positioning it as if, like, listen, for him, it's a win-win, right? Like he could say, all right, Twitter, I'm going to buy the company out and I'm going to sell the shares at like $54 a share. I think right, right now they're worth like maybe 38 or something. So 
he's going to like bring the percentage of the shares up and then sell them. Or he doesn't do that. He holds on. Um, he's on the board. He makes decisions about the company and they see where does it go? Does it go beyond the $54 price point? Either way, billionaire is going to billionaire, right? And so <laughs> he's straight up going to make money no matter what he does. Um, but yo, I think there's like a couple things at play that people are like sort of talking about and intrigued by. Like, does he bring Trump back onto Twitter? Hope not, right? He's taking he... the W out of Twitter. I've heard of that rumor. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know, the whole edit button thing, which I, I'm a fan. Like, let's go. I would love to edit. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it better I mean, than past um, in inventions like the fleeting I don't even I never understood what that was do you remember like the fleet tweet no it was something that you can uh tweet and it would delete itself in 24 hours oh so it's it like a fleet tweet <laughs> but did that tweet even matter if it has to go away in 24 no, hours I mean I I usually delete my tweets anyway on my own if I feel like it's too spicy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I so, know. Like, I guess there's just this, yeah, like you can say whatever you want for that 24 hours and it'd be deleted anyway. I mean, I delete my tweets every three months anyway. So I didn't understand like the whole premise of the fleet tweet. Do you get the whole like uh, the post tweet anxiety where it's like, should I have said that? Did I, <laughs> did I, did I just post that? <laughs> sometimes I'm a little too TMI because I love to use my Twitter as a live journal account sometimes. Yeah. I feel so bad for you and everyone else. <laughs> uh, don't feel bad for me. I get a kick out of this. <laughs> you put on there. So. Well, that's, yeah, Elon sucks. I mean, I've heard a hot take from Tiffany Maddox from Trend Lightly Podcast. Love her. Her hot take is that Elon Musk doesn't really have any ideas because he keeps just buying other people's ideas and claims it as his mm. but I really which made me look at the bigger picture of how he's grown up and what kind of guy he is and the whole relationship with him and Grimes is just weird and yo I mean she used to be at the factory in Fremont That's like that's so Security weird that you, you just saw Grimes walking around. Like, just sort of like he'd be doing like the Wednesday all hands meeting or whatever. And like there, she, yeah, I mean, she was like kind of hanging out with his posse off to the side. Um, just, you know, they had like security. And she's and tiny, her. right? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, and he, and he's tall, actually. That's, He's a pretty big guy, actually. It's probably the platforms that she wears because every picture I see with her and him, they look like they're pretty, I don't know, leveled in height. Yeah, I mean, the the, the Met Gala photo is the one that always sticks out to me of those two. Um, yeah, I mean, she's, she's tall. She's kind of lean and... Uh, and eats peanut butter every day. <laughs> is that her diet? That was a, her uh, one of her diets, like um, for living in poverty. I'm saying this with air quotes. You know, Tiffany's hot. Tiffany, right? Like that—that's probably a pretty accurate hot take. Right? Uh, yeah. Kudos to Tiffany, and everyone like, should listen to Trend Lightly. By the way, 
Tesla, yeah, trend lightly, drop it. Um, Tesla, yeah, I mean, it wasn't his idea. You know, it was definitely, they were founders before him. Um, Twitter right now, that's Jack Dorsey's. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I guess he's salvaging these companies. I do, he certainly believes in them, right? But um, yeah, I mean, even before that, right? Like PayPal and everything or what became of PayPal. Um, yeah, so that's that's sort of my uh, where your honorable mention. Just, I think that, yeah, well, you know what it was. I think like when I when I saw it, it was like like we're just gonna let billionaires buy whatever the fuck they want, do whatever the fuck they want, right? Like that's kind of like attitude I got when he did what he did <laughs> buying Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting because like on one hand you've got. Um, you know, I think there's like levels to base to, to billionaires and like Bezos and Elon are like the the top echelon of that. You know, like look how different they are though, materialistic wise. Like you've got Bezos who's putting, you know, all this money into building like a super yacht and like is deconstructing historical bridges to be able to like get that super yacht delivered to himself. Yeah. And then you've got Elon who, you know, isn't the traditional like homeowner, right? Like lives in a pretty much in a tiny home, um, which is not entirely true. He does have a house. Like he has Let's a real, be real. <laughs> yeah. but, but um, you know, doesn't really put the money towards the material things and then goes and buys Twitter. So it's, it's, it's just interesting how, when you have that much money, just the varieties of ways that you could spend it is unfathomable to me. I was talking to a friend the other day and I was like, do you think Tim Cook like does, or like the Apple CEO or like the Tesla CEO, Elon, or all these people like do their own food shopping? Like, do they even have to pay for groceries? Like, do they, do they? No, they have an assistant for that. For sure. But like, you know, and it's like, hey, assistant, go, but like, I just feel like, you know, oh, I got to pay for laundry. Like, oh, the, like you can't really picture them in a bodega, like with cash. Handed, right. Like, like water it, bottle. <laughs> for, which is the funny thing is like for, for the, you know, these high profile billionaires who have all of the money, what, what I miss from them, what, what I, I believe doesn't exist is just sort of that imagery of the, the transaction of money. Yeah, like, I don't know that they ever actually reach for the wallet and pull out like a $10 bill to, you know, get a, a Portuguese roll at 7-Eleven or, do they like, <laughs> you know, like it, normal things like that. I feel like that doesn't happen in the day to day, you know? Yeah, that's weird. We'll leave Elon with that. I, the Kardashians and Photoshopping images while advocating for body yeah. positivity and the whole Kylie conspiracy while of her not being in the Hulu red carpet, their premiere for, first of all, I'm not watching their show. I'm not a huge Kardashian You're fan. You're boycotting it? <laughs> I, you know, my sister used to say this since like middle school and I, to this day, say as well, I'm not going to give it ratings. <laughs> like... I'm not going to watch and give it ratings. Um, but yeah, I just, it's 
kind of disgusting that it's weird. I mean, Ray Sani tweeted saying like, how weird is it when these kids are adults and they're gonna find out that their mom photoshopped them at a Disneyland picture all to distract media about the whole truth behind Astroworld and Travis Scott and Kylie having her baby. Cause that's, that's what the Kardashians is really good at is distracting people. Um, it's like smoke and mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they love to distract people um, with stupid news while behind the scenes there's like shit going on. And we're just like, you know, like, ooh, shiny. Like Pete yeah, and Kim, she's wearing denim on denim. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the ultimate use of power. Uh, I mean, like, that's a powerful family right there. To be I mean, to for Chris Jenner to have TMZ like on hand whenever she wants, like with whoever, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and the whole, so that was one of them. Another one is Heidi Montag, which is not really a worst week. She came out. Heidi Montag, if you don't remember, she was from the Hills. She was best friends with Lauren Conrad and she goes out with, well, actually they're like married now with Spencer Pratt. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, she, it looked like she came out with an April Fool's joke about like these jeans, you wear them once and then you throw them out. So everyone was kind of outraged because she's been like eating raw meat in the middle of the street, <laughs> which is super weird. Um, and also my uh, honor, last honorable mention is Travis Gober. I actually posted a story about this couple. They're 18, 19 years old. They're like in college. The girlfriend is pregnant. So she, they made a whole gender reveal in the baseball field where she throws the ball and he hits it with his bat and it ended up being a boy. And instead of embracing his girlfriend, he ran to his whole entire team and like wrote it out to everybody for like a good solid five minutes and then went to his girlfriend who's pregnant. Whack. <laughs> when I saw that video, it was so gross. It was so gross. I just couldn't believe it. The com well, you know what? It wasn't as gross as people commenting underneath the TikTok. Like some people can be really gross with their comments and are just too like into other people business. I like to be in other people's business, but I'm not going to fucking comment or like, you know, I don't know. It's weird. You're not going to troll. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking yeah. troll. <laughs> yeah. So what was the intention behind that then? Like to go and just bro out, like, it's just weird. Like, I mean, what, ha what would have happened if it was a girl not to be a hypothetical person? Cause I'm really hating hypotheticals. <laughs> like, um, if it was a girl, would he have had, like, would his whole team be just as happy, you know, like it, it just gives very, um, ugo masculinity vibes, you know? Yeah. A bit of machoism, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm having a boy, another bro. Like let's, let's going to be on the baseball team and join the beer league and all that kind of shit. And then if it was a girl, what, then you just default to being more sensitive and emotional. And I, I mean, know. we've all, I've seen some gender reveals that like men do do that. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, my brother, I my brother had a gender reveal with his wife, and um, he had a golf ball, and it popped off, and it was pink, and it was truly a surprise to everybody. <laughs> and uh, that's something I wouldn't want to watch. He, as a kid. he didn't come to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, can you imagine your nephew then, like, watching that yeah. when he's an adult and being like, well, thanks, dad. Like, I'm glad <laughs> you were ecstatic. You know what I mean? I'm sure this boy, no offense, is a baby. I'm not going to, like, rag on a baby. But, like, how how do kids, like, who will become adults feel, like, same as the Kardashian thing? Like, these people are just going to have some major issues. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they will. Um, the, you know, it spirals. Definitely ripples. <laughs> Did you have any other honorable mentions for um, worst week besides Elon? No, I mean, I was definitely going to drop the Kardashians. I've been in tune. Um, I am going to watch. I haven't yet, but I'm just Why? curious. I mean, like, I'll ask so you, I'm you just curious. I'm, <laughs> I think part of his formatting. I'm like, all right, how is this going to be different when keeping up with the Kardashians? I think the other part of it is like this weird, pathetic curiosity of like, how has this family changed or evolved, especially over the last two or three years where we've been forced to kind of change or evolve. Let's see it on TV that they maybe haven't or well, maybe, not- you know. Yeah, it's not only that, but like we kind of already know their news because whatever they do is instantly like dun dun, like you know what I mean. We we get it. I feel like if we're gonna see them on the show, it's gonna bring up just past conversations with like the whole Chloe and Tristan, like her finding out. Like apparently she finds that out in real time um, that Tristan is having another baby. Mm-hmm. Um. Have you read the cut article? I didn't read all of it. I started it and probably fell asleep at, it was like, you know, you're in bed at night, kind of scrolling through the internet, falling into that hole. So no, I didn't read the the whole thing. I got a few, but, but like, this is not normal, right? Like, like drama doesn't last that long, but for the Kardashians, drama tends to last seasons. You and I, like, you know, we, we, if we went through what the Kardashians went through, like, it's like, okay, whatever, breakup, we're done. Like, we don't talk to that person again. Like, three months later, six months later, you kind of move on and they're like out of your life. But like, that's not the case with the Kardashians. It's just like perpetual and it just rolls over and rolls over and rolls over. I'm just, I want to, I want to, I want a more, more of a response on the Kanye Pete stuff. Yeah. That's, That's, probably what everybody's looking for right I mean they are advertising it for sure they have been this whole entire like winter um yeah so the cuts going back to the article um why I mentioned it is because it was so well written this girl who wrote it she basically said why are we watching like there's nothing new to the family there's like the drama, like we kind of already know is calculated and we kind of already know how they work. Like I said, they like, they, the PR, the whole, um, like the spicy drama before their premiere of their show, it's happened continuously before and keeping up with the Kardashians. So they were saying because Kim Kardashian is getting aged out, her relevancy is kind of like, I don't, think there's any gen z kids that actually 
watch would watch that show. I feel like more millennials, if anything, would be watching the new Kardashian on Hulu, but Gen Z, I don't know. Yeah, I think the, you're probably right. I, I mean, that's a hard statistic. The millennial generation is, I mean, we are the reality TV show generation, right? It wasn't like real world sort of the first sort of step into that. Um, so that's, that's our timeline. A Gen Z, they don't want to deal with reality. So <laughs> yeah, it makes Great. sense to not watch it. <laughs> That's so true. Now that I think about it, they don't want to deal with reality. They really just don't care. <laughs> like we're all conditioned no matter what generation in some sort of way. Like millennials might be conditioned to like, hey, Thursday night, I'm going to like sit home and watch, you know, brainless reality television on Bravo or E or whatever. And in my opinion, I think that's no different than Gen Z sitting at home doing TikToks and using filters. Or watching like Cover it all up, you know? I think that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, again, we've been conditioned for it. It's it, that's pop culture is not our friend. Pop culture is not our friend. <laughs> it does, Lady Gaga don't know me, right? Like, <laughs> uh, and as much as I love her, the, the truth is, is like she don't know you. Um, so you know, it's but it's part of what we've been conditioned for. So I, I mean, it's the the ways that we absorb information and retain information now because of pop culture because of reality television and because of social media, um, you know, it's no wonder why like it, nothing lasts long. Like it's in one year, it's out the other. We talk about something for a day or two at best. Yeah. And then it's gone, right? Like, listen, Sacramento, right? Jesus, like, you're right. Two days, got two days of coverage. They're like, oh, it was gang-related crime, so we're not going to cover it anymore. And it's like, okay, on to the next thing. Brooklyn, right? Yesterday that happened, or two days ago that happens. It's not nobody's talking about it anymore, you know. And so, same. It, yeah, we always it, move it on. It's bound to happen to the Kardashians too, and that's yeah. why they have to operate in this way, and they have to be so cyclical and perpetual because it's they know everyone's going to forget. So. I mean, that Chris Humphreys line, I feel haunts Kim Kardashian to this day. And she just wants to be proven that that's not going to happen to her. Do you think Kim Kardashian thinks about Paris Hilton at all? Oh, no. Well, right? and vice versa. Yeah. People forget, <laughs> they move on and it's forgettable, you know? Um, well, we're in that, I feel like you and I are in that age right now, like what we grew up knowing is slowly I feel sometimes like I'm being gaslit too to being told like that wasn't that way but it was you know um yeah just like growing up and like actually living it and then being told like like history like they're trying to change and it's like actually no I remember that happening and it was like I don't know it's just things are so different for us now you well, get older not to get so dark 
No, it's, it's, it's good. It's evolution. I think as you get older, different things become important. What you listen to and what you're, you know, willing to tolerate changes, you get smarter. Right. So it, this is what's happening. We're getting smarter than the Kardashians. (laughs) (laughs) So Keeping up with reality TV, my runner up for worst week is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and their tactic to watch their season 12. I love my housewives. I'm a huge like Roni and New Jersey fan, obviously, because they bring drama and it's like good drama because I don't know, New York and New Jersey, they literally will talk shit to each other and then apologize the next day. It's just the east coast of me and I'm like yeah that happens I don't know if that makes me toxic I guess I am (laughs) like seeing like the uh Dorinda being drunk wasted saying hateful words and then the next day like saying sorry and they're brunching it and kikiing and whatever um but Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I is my least favorite franchise just because they are keeping up with the Joneses. So everything is not, I mean, yes, reality TV nowadays, what you see is not real, but Beverly Hills for sure has always been such a snore. And for their trailers to say, they do this every year with their trailers for every season. The last one that they had a trailer like this was the whole Lisa Vanderpump and the Lucy Lucy, apple juicy, whatever, dog. Um, I'm sick of it and I hate it. (laughs) It's my, it's a personal vein worst week for me because if I'm tired of it, I'm pretty sure everyone else is tired of the whole Lisa Renna breaking up sisters relationships. It's not the first time, Um, but yeah. Do you watch the housewives at all or (laughs) have dipped your toe in it? I think uh, Beverly Hills by default has like an extra layer, an extra polish of just like this disorienting fog that by default is like not reality. It's a bubble, right? Like um, sisters breaking up relationships though, like with each other. (laughs) Damn. I mean, for the camera, right? I mean, I'll give... Real Housewives of Beverly Hills first season with the whole Kim and Kyle in the limousine. Yeah, that was an epic moment for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if me and my sister are so different. If we were to be on reality TV, people would think that we hate each other too, but I love my sister. <laughs> and like, I don't know, sister relationships are really hard, especially like being so different. So and yeah, Lisa Renna is just stirring the pot all the time. So my worst week winner is Nickelodeon for Nickelodeon. not, yeah, they didn't invite Jojo Siwa for their Nickelodeon awards, even though she was nominated and they played her music before commercials during the program. She came out on TikTok saying the reason why she didn't go to the Nickelodeon Awards, not wanting her fans to think that she was like, you know, scuffing them off or whatever. She said that she plainly wasn't invited, um, even though she was nominated. 
reminder to everybody, Jojo Siwa came out as part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, she has a girlfriend. Um, she started her like whole career in dancing moms. Yeah. Um, and that's how she got like the bows and the glitter and like she's great for kids. Like even I feel like Kim Car Ugh. back to the Kardashians, Kim Kardashian like had her come to her daughter's birthday party one year. Mm -hmm. Um Nickelodeon vaguely is saying, I think it's vague and it's kind of suspicious. Um replied back saying like something was wrong in the invitations it's so like oh we misplaced your invitation like sorry it wasn't our fault we would have loved to have you there blah 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 it's just a very lame reply back excuse so nickelodeon worst week winner for me bummer nickelodeon yeah that's that's pretty whack um you know p it's definitely a pr like tone of sort of like PR over that to say like oh it got lost like the invitation right like and good for Jojo I feel like this is going to probably happen to her a lot just because conservatives are kind of scared of her now that she's come out <laughs> and their kids love her so <laughs> yeah but like yeah you're probably right you know like you want to try to mute somebody and it the conservatives will say like oh jojo is like radical like it's hardly radical she's just true that's all yeah you know so yeah so you suck I, nickelodeon <laughs> i think you got dan I, schneider walking around your studios and you can't invite jojo siwa like come on now are we am i thinking of the same dan schneider the um the, the big dude from like the amanda Bynes show yeah. Jake and josh um yeah He's very creepy and he has a lot of allegations and a lot of conspiracies with Jamie Spears as well. Can't win. I mean, it bound to happen to Nickelodeon talent though, right? Like, oh yeah, you should actually Google. Actually, no, if you don't want to, this really put a bet because I'm a huge Aria Nader. Um, Ariana Nickelodeon, like, she does these weird little bit skits with water. She's like, I'm gonna try to drink water upside down. And she goes upside down and she's like trying to drink water and it just spills all over her face. Or she's like, I'm gonna try and see how many toes I can fit in my mouth. And she puts like her whole entire foot in her mouth. And like, if y'all don't know, this is some fetish shit. <laughs> like, this is some kinky stuff that an underage girl is doing on Nickelodeon studios and it was actually airing and I was literally it's it was over my age the whole um show that they were in victorious or whatever so I didn't see it but just to watch it later I was stunned that that was even on Nickelodeon Yeah, I mean, questionable content sort of slips out there. It's a little tone deaf, right? It's like hard to hard to kind of catch that and and fix it once it's sort of out there. Um, <laughs> yo, you know what I was thinking? I I remember actually who I was thinking like worst, you know, winner, um, runner up, and kind of kind of on the brink of like pop culture, but 
maybe a little tech, maybe a little sports sprinkled in there. Apple, Apple TV. So you're a big Mets fan. You know, MLB season just started. Apple TV Plus now has been airing baseball games on Friday nights. And you would think, oh, that's cool. It, it's, it's a joke. It's laughable. It's a bomb. It needs to be like ripped from the programming immediately. Why? It's, what's wrong with it? Is it? It's like, it, so you're like watching. What's up? It's a ripoff. It's not that it's necessarily <laughs> a ripoff. It's that I think Apple, you know, I think they're trying to do a couple things here, right? They definitely want to get into that like sort of sports market. Interface wise, though, just like the graphic overlays, it's like seeing box scores and stats looking like, you know, an iPod or like an iPhone, like operating system. It's just visually, it's not that pleasing. The commentary is where I think worst week ever. I'm like, oh my God, I was watching, I think it was Mets and Nationals, right? And like the commentary is just the the energy, the tone, there's no context. Like these, these commentators were not, I don't know if they're necessarily even qualified, but they're not able to like tell stories about players or kind of recall anything historical, any of that sort of like institutional knowledge. Like, you know, when you're watching a Mets game and you hear good commentary and it's like, oh yeah, you know. Um, yeah, this is bringing me back to soccer. Like, you know, when it's um, during the summer, like FIFA or whatever, and like commentators um, for like a good, I, I like listen to the Spanish version. Yeah. <laughs> compared to the English because like they'll just throw a pop culture about like Christina Aguilera is Ecuadorian during an Ecuadorian soccer game and it's like why am I listening why why <laughs> in a soccer game that I'm watching yeah so it's kind of like prevalent to that kind of commentary I guess that you're saying yeah it's just that there's not like they treat like foul balls like home runs it, like just in terms of like the energy and the tone and their delivery and it's like it was just a foul ball like big deal like and and there's just not any sort of like story woven throughout the commentary it's just like straight play by play and it's just I might as well have no commentary very stale, I feel very... like there's a choice for that right in baseball I used to... I haven't watched my local Mets station SNY right I wonder yeah. if it's still that. <laughs> it's still that. It's still that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can hear it without no commentary. <laughs> which is fine. It's like being there at the game, quiet. So yeah. Well, it's not quiet. You, I, I love, I do love the music being played before <laughs> the batter goes up to the mountain. It's my favorite part. <laughs> it's so much character, right? I love the one that's, and there's like straight reggaeton too. It's, it's like every Spanish like song that is bumping in the radio every time. And that's what makes the Mets game so much fun. Like, yeah. Kristen will even tell you she has more fun at the Mets game than Yankees. Okay. And, and I know it's because of the music that be playing in Queens. <laughs> no offense to Bronx. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kristen's going to be so it's mad real. at me. <laughs> That's okay. Right. She's a Yankees fan. Yeah. So, but I mean, you and I went straight after the networks with this one. I mean, we, both Nickelodeon and I think Apple TV alike, like they, in terms of, you know, 
<laughs> no redemption with those two situations. Yeah. So honorable mentions for best week. Obviously, we got a lot of great news with couples. Yep. Benefer engaged. It was weird how the announcement was. She posted on her Instagram, if you want to hear the news, go on the JLo, which is her like newsletter or subscribe website kind of what Britney Spears had in the beginning when she used to like talk to her fans like she um something personal for her and her fans to like bond over and it's basically the news was her engagement to Ben Affleck and everyone thought it was weird that she was pretty much promoting her engagement and it just turned out today or was it yesterday yesterday today's Thursday. Uh, she is coming out with a new Netflix show. <laughs> this really? Summer. Yeah. So all the promo to the engagement, it makes sense. They're looking for a new house right now. I heard about that. Yeah. Mega mansion. Yeah. Love that for them. Uh, Britney Spears is pregnant. I feel like that in itself after hearing just a year ago, her plea to um, the judge saying that she wanted to get off birth control pills. So for her to actually be pregnant, like I'm super, super happy for her. And my honorable mention, which is, you think this would be my best week ever, but it's Rihanna's Vogue cover. Yeah. So sure. that was hot. I love Rihanna. I love that she's embracing that hot pregnant body. I just, every time I see her though, it makes me feel like a failure about my pregnancy, <laughs> not to like make this about me, but, um, it just, she's so inspiring. Like, um, it makes, if I ever knock on wood, do get pregnant again, I don't see that happening. But if I do, I would want to come back second time around Rihanna style. Yeah, I mean, she looked, she looked. She made pregnancy sure. look hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you couldn't, if you went this week and didn't see the Vogue cover, it's like, all right, you're not, you're living under a rock then. And if you did read the Vogue article, she does hint that she has been working on new music, but I don't know. I feel like that's something she just has to say in the interview so she can be left alone. Because <laughs> everyone always, is always asking when her new album is coming out. And with this baby coming out, I don't really see. Unless she makes like a whole album about her baby. That would be cute. It's been yeah. done before, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a while for her. Um, I, I remember Christian and I like being obsessed with Rihanna when we were younger and like we would constantly please don't stop the music <laughs> and she would hang out in the city too I mean she still does I remember the whole barcade uh sort of thing going down it was yep. like Jersey City or Brooklyn I don't remember no it was Brooklyn I thought it was Jersey City yeah. that would have been a catastrophe if it was in Jersey City <laughs> Rihanna is what makes Rihanna incredibly attractive is she like carries herself with royal like she's royalty like she walks around like a straight queen right like it's undeniable that so, video uh, did you see someone was like Rihanna you're late and she just walks past so yeah. like no shit like oh 
I die. I love her so much. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? And like Rihanna on Twitter, pre like before Twitter was, you know, mega big as it is now, like she was the shit back then replying back what she wanted to reply back. Today, nowadays, you can never. They, yeah, they probably cancel her or, you know. Um, <laughs> or like, yeah, troll her. her. <laughs> or whatever, take her off Twitter, right? And your honorable mentions for best week? There, there's two and they're also sort of relationship related and I, listen believe me like you know I'm a Red Sox fan I don't ever want to give any credit to uh, a Yankee or a previous Yankee I'm going to here though Alex Rodriguez I don't know if you've been in tune but he, he looks like he's also got himself a new boo too it's a and, sugar mama right because I've seen memes <laughs> that's, that's what a lot of people are saying um but sort of, you know, I think he went for the typical like blonde bombshell and she That's was on so full display. Yeah, for sure. You know, she was on full display at the um, Minnesota Timberwolves playoff game. And Alex Rodriguez is co-owners, actually the CEO of my company uh, that I work for, Mark Laurie, is part owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves too. So um, when I, when I saw Alex Rodriguez, you know, it, cause they're like filming him during the game and he's clearly like flirting with this, this boo thing next to him. <laughs> um, that's the first, yo. Uh, and then the other, I would, Julia Rose, I'm going to call her a winner just because if this relationship with Jake Paul is on the rocks, if it's done, then good for her. <laughs> get, get the hell out of there, girl. <laughs> yeah. Jake Paul, did you see him beat up a mascot? Was that him? I didn't see that, no. He was at, I don't want to confuse the brothers. Logan Paul is the one who went to Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, he's the one with the the whole forest and the footage. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Jake Paul because he's the boxer one. He was at some sort of like um, college basketball game and the mascot came up to him wanting to like hit him and I guess he like fake punched him out and Jake Paul like did not play he knocked him out (laughs) the guy in the mascot and yeah yeah you don't hear that in the news but you hear the slap but okay (laughs) I mean a little etiquette you know right moving on um my I, I do have to I want to comment on one thing though the whole but, Benifer I'm all about Benifer I'm all about too. it okay I, I hate how people like hate to hate on it and I'm like why are you hating on love even if it's fake they're giving us what I want right now like let me be let me love this love even if it's fake you know <laughs> Valid. yeah yeah you know there's a lot of fake shit we love all right um but yeah I mean I've I think it's kind of inspiring too I mean just the fact that like it didn't work the first I'm usually a believer if it doesn't work the first time it won't work the second and I think that this this relationship kind of has people intrigued a little to say hey is it gonna oh my god well is it gonna work you saying that made me think of what my grandma and my mom say all the time 
if it's for you, it'll, it'll be for you. Like, it'll come back to you. Like they've always said that to me, like, trust me, if it's meant for you, it'll come back to you. And I, that's what I feel with Benefer whenever I see like, they're literally doing what they did 20 years ago. Like they just linked back up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love that for anybody, right? Like if, if they could, if they can make that work and it's like, the other thing about those two is the, I love that they're like homegrown East Coast. You've got like Jenny from the block, right? From the Bronx. And you've got Ben from, you know, like Southie Boston. And it's, it's West Side Story, yo, because New York and Boston do not get along sometimes. <laughs> At least I feel like family, they're families for sure, but like they make it work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're like cousins who, uh, you know, only get along during the holidays. <laughs> I know I feel like she gets a lot of um because she used to go to Boston Red Sox games I think she still is doing that with Ben Affleck and like she gets booed <laughs> but that's the other thing though like look she left a Yankee for a Red Sox fan like God, yeah no I love it <laughs> I know so. I wish she just went for a Mets but that's not good enough for her it has to be like elite like someone for someone to be with JLo, they have to be just as elite as her. I don't know if Ben Affleck's elite like that, <laughs> but he's <laughs> pretty damn good looking though. So <laughs> it's all that Jamie, diet yeah. coke and Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the official official beverage of Boston for sure. Dunkin'. Get your Dunkies. I mean, like New Jersey too. Like I love whenever I go back home, I, I get my chai latte, like my chai tea from Dunkin' Donuts. It's the best. Sure. They took, um, there used to be a Dunkin' Donuts in Santa Cruz. And I used to go there all the time when I was pregnant, because I was so happy that there was a Dunkin' Donuts there. And of course, pandemic has forced them to shut down. So it's not there anymore. Oh, and it was bummer. like my one taste of home <laughs> besides this guy who makes bagels and he's from New Jersey and he makes like authentic like Jersey bagels. No way. Really? In Santa Cruz? Yeah. Holy Roller bagels. Everybody look them up. It's sick. It's the, I don't know what it is. I, I feel like he has to have bring back the water in Jersey it, in order to make those bagels the way they are because, you know, bagels here are a joke. <laughs> yeah no they were like very sweet and like just they're odd it was, it was just a different breed out there um you know jersey's getting wild with the bagels though like there i think there was like recently a competition and like this bagel shop in tenafly like took it home for the country in like, tenafly in tenafly all my housewives knows this tenafly what, what's going on in tenafly <laughs> 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 Yo, what season is housewives on now are they like 15 or something well beverly hills is 12 so yeah they gotta be i think it's 14 14 right on yeah yeah i mean um yeah Teresa sold that house in franklin lakes jersey's had a rough go of it um you know it was like 
we, we get profiled every chance, right? And it's, oh, Sopranos. And it's like, come on, like, it's not entirely like that. And then like, oh, Jersey Shore. It's like, ah, come on. Like, that's just like a small little population. Like, it's one little cultural hub there where that's happening, Seaside. And then like, then you've got um, the Real Housewives of Jersey. And it's just been like back to back to back profiling of Jersey because of these, <laughs> because of these shows. We don't get the, we don't get the chance um i i loved the real housewives of jersey like when that when that kicked off i thought like the manzos were i was like yo i like that family there's there's some muscle there you know well, yeah they're, they're, they like they they own the brownstone and i remember like, right. even as a kid i i knew what the freaking brownstone was you know like yeah and then it came out there's mob ties and it's like right on <laughs> <laughs> better be if you're like at the brownstone that's that place is luxury right and the whole yeah with dina like she that whole fiasco is yeah mob ties because a mob pretty much almost did a hit on her and her fiance and it was like her ex-husband yeah this is all alleged people read the news (laughs) the gossip news (laughs) do your research um runner up for best week i don't really have one i want to maybe just promote everything everywhere all at once i saw that movie and i'm gonna see it again in the theaters because it deserves its money (laughs) yes i watched it legally please don't come find me but the movie I don't want to give any spills because it, you definitely have to watch it. But if you love the Matrix, like the first Matrix, 1997, 98 is when it first came out. Yeah. You're going to love this movie. Just for the fighting scenes alone. Um, yeah, it, Michelle Yu, the, um, she was in... Tomorrow Never Dies. She's a Bond girl. Um, she's also done a couple movies with Jackie Chan. Like that's why she herself wanted to be part of the whole martial arts scenes. Um, yeah, it's perfect, and I can't wait to see it like in this IMAX or cinematic theater because I it is just Chef Kiss. It's definitely a movie that you know how like Bill Kill got all that recognition i feel like yeah it's that that kind of like fate fandom is going to happen to this movie too the talent that michelle has to be able to get into like the choreography and the martial arts of to to be successful in that movie is like you know i don't know i don't i don't even know what more to say about that but uh yeah, Jamie Lee makes, Curtis is in it. Jenny Slate. Yeah. Um, you think it gets an Oscar run? Boy, don't even talk about the Oscars to me. You know they don't see these movies. <laughs> they, they, they should be. They don't see these movies. They they'll put it as foreign by accident. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Yeah. I, like how the the Martian was a comedy. 
my take on the Oscars, I've been saying this for years, even when I was in film school, I was like, the Oscars is whitewashed and like, they don't, it's their own little club. Like I'm, I feel like it's, it should be a time now. Like, yes, we have the Golden Globes, but we all know that's pretty much connected to Oscars as well. Like there should be another award, like dismantle this one, abolish it, reform it. <laughs> like have someone else in charge. Like I'm just, yes, Coda was best movie. It deserved it, but there's just, I don't know, Parallel Mothers really, I don't know if it's because it hit me um, really hard watching it. So I, but the Penelope Cruz played that role perfectly. Yeah. And she's worked with this director before um, for Mexican films. And like, if you go back and see those films, I just want, I love the fact that they have this relationship direct director and actress, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah, and the whole Parasite as well. Um, I think there was another movie that they made foreign when it should, it wasn't foreign. It should have been like, I think it was a Steve Yoon movie for A24. I'm missing out on the name and it's a good freaking movie too. It came out during 2020 um, and it got listed as a foreign film. And it's like, you didn't actually watch the movie because the movie's not foreign. It's like, there's English in there too. And like read the freaking subtitles. Let me, I'm, I'm trying to look up the name for you and see, is it Minari? Yes, Minari, there we go. And no, I think I because that. of the title, they were just like, oh, this is a foreign movie. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have such disdain for the Oscars because it's nepotism and favorites and so on and so forth, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally feel you on the whitewash part. Like, it seemed like for years, all the Academy was doing was like, oh yeah, we need to be diverse. Okay, let's just talk about Sydney Portier. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yo, how many people have seen a Sydney Portier movie? Like, what, like- And no offense to him, like he, I've seen his movies and they're great, yeah. but like, no, you're right. Not a lot of kids, I hate to call myself a kid, don't know who he is. When he passed, a lot of people, were like who is he like they did not know his legacy yeah you know and and it's it's like uh it's just sort of hard hard to hold I just felt like I think I I felt like for a long time they were putting you know their their take on diversity was just putting it on his shoulders and it's like uh, it this is the arts we're talking about right like people get to sort of like fake it and become someone else on screen in the cinema like you, you got to do better than like Sydney Poitier at this point you know yeah. and, and that, this is like we're going back like even like 10 years 15 years like it's it, it's just that's just been the case so um but like yeah in the fact in the last few years I think it's like kind of cracking open a little bit like Moonlight again was like sort of a an entry point um you know like do we want to say they're trying I don't know I mean it is like it is sort of like the old boys club I, I, I like even just the term academy you know is like 
just picture like a bunch of old white dudes like sitting around a table like making decisions that aren't difficult ones like there's no substance to it you know um but like what if it was decided by the people like yo maybe that's like yeah the kids choice did you see um oscars they did i think it was people choice one of those you know entertainment news where yeah. like you put your votes on like who was your fa- what was your favorite movie and like of the year and it just got trolled by everybody because it ended up being like spider-man homecoming like a marvel movie for best movie just you know it's it would definitely be trolled if it was like online based yeah um everything everything everywhere all at once right like do you think that that breaks michelle open into like like do we do we now get to put her at a bruce lee level or like a jackie chan level does she i mean i feel like she's already had that level at least definitely in you know china for sure because i remember as a kid watching her and jackie chan yeah um and also she's a bond girl like that's a legacy right there true true with pierce morgan not pierce morgan oh my god um pierce bronson right that's his name pierce bronson yeah yeah yeah. i he was my favorite bond i think really i think so yeah i I, you know what it's it's pop culture working because i'm like making that statement off of goldeneye I mean, I that's what, <laughs> I feel the same way with Michael Keaton being my favorite Batman. Like he's just, he was the, in my eyes was the perfect Batman. I don't know if it's because I grew up with it, watching it as a kid, but like George Clooney, Val Kilmer, like could never, like I, I was just like, yes, Michael Keaton's my Batman. Yeah. So for best week winner, we haven't heard of this, at least I haven't of this character, this artist, since The Hills on MTV. He used to go out with Ardrina Partridge. But before that, Ryan Cabrera. Yeah. One artist who came out with this one hit song, never, like, still apparently makes music and goes on tour, guys, because we've seen it in The Hills. He used to go out with Ashley Simpson when Ashley Simpson was coming out with her first album. That's how. We came to love Ryan Cabrera and his weird hair. Um, You would think he would outgrow that hair and become more mature with it, but he still has that hairsprayed high 2000s. I'm in, I'm an emo punk rock boy. Frosted Um, tips and like glue. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, he got married this week to Alexa Bliss, who is a wrestler with um the twins the bella twins mm-hmm. um and people magazine i want to make sure that i'm saying this right right yeah people exclusive the off the author the article the journalist for is it journalism i don't know the journalist for this article was brianne tracy and literally I read this article and it took me like a half hour to read. It's a half hour I can never get back. 
but things like the motto of the wedding was what would Harry Styles do was pretty funny. The reception guests had backstage passes. I thought that was cool. Uh, Heavy-handed burgers and Yamashiro Japanese were their food vendors, which I was just like, sushi? Like, that's amazing on a wedding. Um, they're both Disney adults. <laughs> yep. I can't believe I read this whole entire article, and I'm like, why am I reading this when he hasn't really done anything <laughs> for him to be this big and get this type of article? Who did he pay? So best week for him for getting such a big people exclusive <laughs> of his wedding. The wedding sounds fun as hell. Like, I feel like I would have definitely crashed it. It just sounds like they were having like this huge festival. All of this because of Hollywood and because how he was with Audrina Partridge in the Hills. I'm like, who is he doing this all for? You know what I mean? Like, he's just a very showmanship kind of guy i guess yeah i mean he got a raw deal lucky to be <laughs> you know sort of still in the mix and sort of still prevalent and uh speak on your best week ever who i think my my winner is yeah you got to correct me if i'm wrong i don't know if i'm late on this one or not but i think olivia rodrigo kicks off her tour this week and if that's true if i'm right i think that's best week ever because that chick like she had it coming like totally deserved it i watched the disney documentary isn't it so good totally into it and it was like so good it's amazing you know i watched it with my daughter <laughs> did she love it yeah, because she's performing and she's super into like um, making music and like having a microphone and singing and like doing a show right now, which is really funny because she loves the movie Sing and Sing Too. So I was like, well, you like music. Let's watch Olivia Rodrigo. And Olivia Rodrigo like kicks ass. Like I love her outfits and I just love her as a person too. She's just so cute. And I can't wait to watch her grow, you know, like, uh, yeah, I'm too poor to go see Olivia Rodrigo in concert. Have you seen the starting price of her tickets? Cause I wanted to go see her down in San Diego. I'm going to say a G. <laughs> it was 800 Probably. bucks. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. I mean, and that's I like a no starter. Yeah. So I think um, she's, she's maybe just a few days into that tour. Um, and there's been like a lot of footage out there. You can kind of see that like before the show, she's like getting loose and you, yo, this is what makes you like, this is your moment, Olivia. Like now you, now it, now it becomes real. Now it's not just like a song on SoundCloud or your song being played like in an like on a radio, like you're in an arena, you're selling out arenas, performing these songs professionally. So I'm I'm psyched for her. I'm all about Olivia Rodrigo. Um, I love her band that it's all women <laughs> and they fucking rock. Yeah, they're tough AF. Like they like that Disney footage. Of them just like you know, band warehouse shredding guitar she's got like four guitar players or yeah. <laughs> and yo 
how connected did you feel to like Dan Nero? Like, right? Like this dude was a, the singer of as tall as lions. Like, I'm sure you saw it, them at like School of Rock or something, right? Like, I actually saw them in New York City when I was um my first year in Arts Institute. Um the guy I was dating loved them. And he um that was like one of our first dates or something. Um yeah, and I was like, oh my God, as tall as lions is a freaking amazing band. Like that's the the album Love Love. Like, yeah, like that was my ringtone actually, was as tall as lions. And yeah, it's just it's like Karen O, you know, when Karen O was dating like Spike Lee, a part of me is just like, oh my God, I'm so happy for her, but like you're gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're you're you're, I don't know, it's not indie or anymore, or like, I'm such a gatekeeper when it comes to this kind of shit, so. <laughs> why, why do you think that is? Why well, I'm a gatekeeper? Yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, the way we grew up, weren't we all like that, right? With, when it came to music, if, I, I feel like that's why we love our expanded so much because they never sold out and we've seen our favorite bands kind of sell out you know but yeah that's a good best week for Olivia Rodrigo I mean she's won three Grammys another academy that <laughs> is kind of a not a joke but like it should be reformed I guess <laughs> I wanted to say Doja Cat too but it really ain't her week I mean she did well at the Grammys, but I just want to give her love of any time. Cause I think she's got the funniest TikTok out there. Like, <laughs> hands down. Like, I don't, and there's a lot of funny people on TikTok, no doubt. But dude, I've caught myself watching the same Doja Cat video on TikTok like three times in tears, just laughing so hard. Cause she's just like messing with people. It's uh, some of it's incoherent, but it's hilarious nonetheless. So, yo, I wanted to ask you though, have you been in touch with the whole like Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial? Yes, but it's so taboo to me. Have you seen his fans waiting outside for him at yeah. like the yeah. courthouse and how kooky these people are? Like his, he's probably feeling kind of like gross, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, uh, gross is a good word for it and how it was now just be revealed like damn I hate that for anybody you know who do you think in the end wins honestly both their stories are so insane that I they're both gonna lose like no one's gonna come out as a winner like they yeah. both pretty much ruined their chances on their careers going back to work you know like who's gonna want to work with amber heard like yeah now johnny depp's gonna be on like the nicholas cage plan for a while he's gonna be doing like direct to streaming music, oh yeah you know? and because he has such a legacy like he it's johnny depp like like i said his kooky fans were waiting outside for him like he will continue to have more jobs for sure like nicholas cage amber heard uh i don't think so i think she's been portrayed as the crazy 
bitch, you know, actress. And you know how the media is when it comes to women. I don't think people are going to be very nice to her. I mean, like they already haven't been nice to her. Yeah. But she is a crazy bitch. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll say that from the footage that I've seen and heard, I mean, Johnny Depp, I feel like is a, was a total given of him always being a crazy person, but Amber Heard for sure. What Amber year was that? Like what, 2003, I think? I don't know. I think it was 2003 um, or, or no. 2001, the, the album came out. So we heard, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I think yeah, that was so their first release and their first single. And I guess um, the whole world was what, like their third single? Because they that whole album was like um, Bombs Over Baghdad is on that album, which I remember because it was the year of 9-11 that song came out. <laughs> yeah, so that's, you know, that's where we were, right? Like eighth grade, talking, <laughs> like middle school. Talking to 2001, I'm in my Milford High School um yeah so like first of all I got to address your question like to ask anybody to go back to 2000 and 2010 and pick a favorite song is just inhumane as incredibly difficult let me like let's just put the backdrop to your question we came out of a decade of like Britney Spears Eminem on the front cover of like every magazine we hit 2000 New York music scene is like completely dead. Like there's all this like new metal slash rap rock. Linkin Park is on top of the world, right? Like yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and then high school, like 9-11, all of that stuff culturally, I remember Outkast just getting me through. Like it was, I, I had this friend, Simi, and, you know, him and I would go, we'd hang out and we would listen to the Outcast album. And it was just like, it was life changing. I didn't know who Killer Mike was at the time. Now, obviously, run the jewels, but that just goes to show how far back and how embedded into the hip hop scene he's he's been. But like the same is true for like the blueprint came out right and the strokes put out their first album and grand theft auto 3 was like the video game so like that is sort of the the backdrop that i use to to sit down and honestly say like all right like what songs like what artists back then mattered and and why and uh i did my research i mean i was late on getting you that answer but it was like <laughs> days of just going through like old spotify playlists and you know, looking up artists and bands from the time period, it would have been easy to say something like, hey, you know, Taking Back Sunday or, you know, sort of the later stages of the 2000s when you get into like the local emo scene or any of that. But the truth is, it was Outcast. I mean, that song in particular, um, you know, I think it speaks volumes for today. It's a sign of the times. Like, hey, the whole world loves it when you, you know, sing the blues. The whole world loves it when you're down. Like, true to pop culture, right? Um, musically, though, like the way it's like composed and constructed, it's like 
it gives me this sort of circus vibes, sort of vaudeville theater sort of feel. Well, the music right? video's in the circus. Yeah. Oh, I haven't, I don't even remember the music video. Why? Oh, you gotta look it up. It, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do that. I gotta go back on that one. Um, I can't believe I was, I used to call BET to put it on, you know, 106 in Park, <laughs> top yeah. 10 list. Oh, I'm aging myself so hard right now, but that's how I spent my like latchkey kid when my mom, that hour of her not being home, like that was my moment of just calling every music video, TV, TRL, you know, like, I want this on number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, those, you know, Carson Daly, right? Like those are the days and I liked BET a lot, um, especially in my high school years, because they had this like underground freestyle show. And there was a there was a kid from my town who ended up going on it. And I do remember that show because they were like on armchairs, like and they had a boombox or whatever in the center of their like coffee table. Yeah. Yeah. I was big into Sita's world. Sita's world, dude. When I mentioned that to some people, and I guess people who never watched BET, they don't know what I'm talking about. When I, I'm like, yeah, you know, she was like a Sims kind of looking character, and she would talk to you, and like, she was awesome, and she would do the countdown of like top ten music videos in Sita's world. Um, they need to bring. MTV is so whack. They need to bring music videos and like rankings again of music videos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what was really fun back then? Remember pop-up video on like- Yeah, pop, pop, pop video. <laughs> yeah, right? And it was like, you were kind of like learning about the artist or about the music or, or whatever as, you know, the video- was playing you know it was just fun like sometimes it was like fun facts about the production or the filming of the video or maybe you know something about the, the musicians or the artists it was well that, that takes me back sure. to making the video on yeah. mtv i remember it was such a big deal that tv show because they would put that show on first and then premiere the music video when it was done right afterwards so like um the crazy um Britney Spears um the in they're like in sync bye 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 yeah like there was just so like to me that was informative like because I as a kid like wanting to be in film I wanted to do music videos right in high school like that's all I wanted to do when I was in video production classes and I don't know, like the music videos we grew up with, I was just like, that's what I want to do, making the video. Like, I just learned so much <laughs> just watching that show. And I feel like Gen Z would be so down to watch something like that. They love TikTok. They love editing their reels. You know, I, I, I don't know. There's, there's something there with like that MTV should be doing and they're not they're just not hitting the mark. Like nobody wants to see ridiculousness 24 seven. I don't even think that we need to wait for like MTV to get their shit together. Like at this point, like there should just be a whole new network. That's, <laughs> you know, I don't think that MTV can redeem themselves at this point. Um, 
So it's it's reality television now. Because <laughs> I was thinking about like some other runners up, and last night, Pamela Anderson. So if, she, I don't know if you've been. I up? just posted a story about her today because I saw that she was Roxy from Chicago. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm all about that right now. Like, so last week I watched Pam and Tommy on, um, I don't know, whatever it was on Hulu or Netflix or whatever. And I don't know, like sometimes I need to do that. Like I, I know that I'm like coming down when, when I like, watch the brainless shit right like I don't play video games but if I find myself playing a video game then I'm like okay I need to like cool off the brain a little bit and try to like slow things down I've been working too much or I'm running too hard and that like Pam and that like Pamela and Tommy was like perfectly timed I needed that and so I watched that straight binged it and you know growing up like I didn't really know much about Motley Crue and to me like Pamela Anderson was just sort of the babe on Baywatch, uh, which was kind of cool for that time, but they were just sort of like, they weren't, they were just characters to me. Like I didn't really feel any connection to either one of them, regardless of like, and especially at that time, like a young boy growing up, like the, the sex tape, like that went in one year right out the other. Like I had nothing to, to really do with that so I never really got to put like a personality or any sort of like profile to Pamela Anderson I just kind of always assumed they were like hey throw on a bikini and run in the ocean and it turns out that's exactly what her experience was like she but that's not like what she wanted for herself like she wanted to be sort of that like Jane Fonda that activist that like yeah, I could be like sexy and into fitness, but I could also do lingerie, or, but I could also have monologues and I can also be an activist and like stand up for what's right. And like, they, she had no shot at that. Like Baywatch completely ruined that for her. So last night when I was just kind of listening into the news and listening into the headlines and they're like, hey, Pamela Anderson's on Broadway. I was like, yes, girl, you got it now. Like you did it. Like you're on Broadway. That'll never be able to be taken away from you. You're in a major, major production in Chicago about damn time. So I'm, I give her a win too. Um, oh yeah. She's definitely owed her dues. And you know what? I, I love the support she has from her sons as well, because her yeah. sons do not talk to Tommy Lee because they grew up seeing the abuse that Tommy Lee was doing to their mother. So it makes sense why they kind of just exit him out of their lives. I mean, the biography there, like Tommy Lee is an evil rotted person, what he did to her uh, with the whole hep C, knowing that he yeah. had it. And when they were doing tattoos, he knew he wasn't supposed to be sharing that fucking needle and he did it anyway and gave her hep C. Um, that to me is evil, <laughs> like evil person. And for her to come out of that, because, you know, she was the one who got the brunt of it. Tommy Lee was okay by going off himself with that sex tape. 
um, he was off okay knowing that he abused her to the point that like cops were always being called at their house and that's what the her two sons had to witness and grow up with you know yeah so when I did see the picture of her sons next to her and she has her bouquet of flowers and she's dressed as Roxy yeah that feeling that I was just like I'm so fucking happy for you because they did really did her dirty in the Hulu story. I feel like they made Tommy, you know, the lovable character when it's like, no, like he was sadistic to her and she was a a complete angel. You know what I mean? Like she never, she couldn't, back then she couldn't speak up up for herself and like truly like it makes sense why she couldn't, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was, there's no substance to, to Tommy Lee whatsoever. Um, yeah, he's, he's just a whack job for sure. So, and he's yeah. still, you know, using, looking crusty as ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy. The drugs age you, you know, like look at Keith Richards is still alive. Holy shit, you know. Um, and then another person I thought that we, we should shout out. I don't know if you, how closely you follow her. I feel like she's a little abstract and I don't know where she falls on like the spectrum of like Gen Z millennial, but personally, I got a little crush on this one. Cassie David. Um, so she- I have her um, biography. It's not really a biography, it's essays, right? About her life. Yeah. It's on my yeah. list um, to read. So she's a very interesting person. I do have to say she comes off very mysterious and I want to know more about her. Yeah. 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 So call her daddy had her on. Um, and I was like, yo, I got, I don't, I definitely listened to call her daddy in the beginning, like those first like 10 episodes. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like am I hearing what I'm hearing? I like this shit. This is wild. Like it's, it was radical. Right. And it didn't have to be, but when it was you know, two, the two best friends, and it was yeah. the two of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I haven't listened to it since it was the two of them. But when I saw that Cassie was on, I was like, I'm going to listen to this and, or I think it was a video and I kind of had it on in the background and stuff. And, uh, sorry, I'm distracted. Um, no, you're good. I'm getting like home. <laughs> I'm getting phone calls from my family. So I'm like, and they're coming in back to back. So I'm thinking maybe Charlie is being born. I don't uh. know. <laughs> I'm like, wait, they don't, they don't call me this often. Yeah. And it's late too, right? <laughs> but anyway, getting back to it. Um, yeah. Cassie David's had a week too. Right? Like she was on, she was on Call Her Daddy and then she got casted in, um, the Umbrella Academy, so season three, which I think is coming out on Netflix soon. Dude, that's awesome! And you know yeah. the creator of Umbrella Academy. Why am I blanking out on his name right now? He's the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Gerard Way. Yes. Yes. Um. I think that's amazing. Ooh, I can totally see her in a school uniform the umbrella academy uniform yeah yeah no she's she's got a pretty sick get up it's like this red leather sort of looking thing so there's there's photos of it out there but uh good for her big cassie fan nice all right well i'm gonna let you go with 
your fam. I hope it's a good phone call. <laughs> yeah, we're just waiting for the baby to be born. Um, my brother and his wife are having a kid and I'm going to be an uncle. And it's like literally... I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, oddly enough. It's like the thing I feel like I'm going to be most successful at. Like, yeah, her name is, her name's going to be Charlie Ryan and she's got my middle name. So it's going to be, can't, can't wait. Oh my God. That's so cute. I'm so happy for you. I'm actually going to be an aunt this September. My brother and his girlfriend are having a baby. Congrats. I'm excited too because like my brother and sister are an aunt and uncle, but I'm not. So I'm super excited to be like an auntie. And it's a boy too. So like Liv is gonna have so much fun. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love the the new generation, right? Our friends are having kids and like, you know, we're getting to see it now. It's it's been pretty cool. Yeah, and also the friends with no kids are also like succeeding in they're like flourishing as well. Like Kristen, I just am so proud of her. You know what I mean? Where she's at. She's like, a boss. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of Christian. I mean, like, I'm so happy for Andrew and Janelle. Like, I, I just feel like our whole group of friends are just like, like, you know, it took us a long time to get here, but we're here and like we're, you know, embodying it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I got to hit up Kristen. I got to get a night out with her. One where I don't break a bone. I know. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I, know. I mean, she would love a night in. You guys just eat yeah. food. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. I'll hit her up. So. All right, man. Well, I love being on your podcast. I'm glad you're doing the podcast. I feel like I tweeted this to you like a year and a half ago. I was like, yo, you should totally have a podcast. And the fact <laughs> that you're doing it is like hell yeah I don't feel like a prophet of it by any means but there's like people who should have podcasts and people who shouldn't and you're on the on the winning end of the people who should so I'm glad you're doing it. thanks man yeah sometimes I feel like I talk too much shit <laughs> and I'm like well I, the people that I love the most talk a lot of shit so I can do it too you know <laughs> might as well and yeah. I, I do it for myself as I not to sound conceited but like I do this this whole because like I love talking pop culture and I'm really excited with the guests that I have on like all the way till July like I'm kind of surprised that people said yes I only got one no and that was because no two no's one was because she's on a contract and she's like a really dear friend of mine and I got one no because um, she's like a weed account girl. <laughs> and she's like, I feel like I'm going to be too awkward and stoned. And I was like, don't even worry, worry about it. Like, hopefully in the future. But yeah, I would definitely love to have you on again in the future. And let's do it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Yo, let, we, talk that shit. Let everybody else deal with it. Just put yeah. it out there. The, the universal figure out that people people are adaptable they'll get it <laughs> <laughs> i so. know they they can follow my adhd brain when i talk you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>